Yes, indeed. Welcome to the war. The war continues whether you like it or not. Thank you, Father God, for this very beautiful day that you are awesome. You are God. You are the one who holds all things together, and in you all things consist. So we give you praise that your will be done, O God, on earth and and through us, in and through those who are hearing and listening to this, Father, by the power of your Spirit, the courage to love you, praise you, thank you, and receive the revelation of your love and truth. You said it is your truth that sets us free. Lord God, everything else has brought us into bondage, and obviously we've been laced and lied to since the beginning because of what we see all around us, the evidence of those lies, the bondage, Father God. So deliver us from evil, from the evil one. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from the deceptions that are going on all around us, uh, multiplied and multiplied uh, against us, Father, against every part, every cell of our being, Father God. The enemy has orchestrated his plot to destroy us, but you are righteous, you are God, and you are our defense. May the shields of God and the wisdom of God and the power of the Holy Spirit and the angels of the Almighty God protect and defend us as we go forward in this battle. I thank you, Lord, for the promise and protection that no weapon formed against us will prosper or prevail. You have the ultimate and final word, Lord God. You had the first word, you have the last word. And we thank you, Lord God, that all the words in between that don't belong to you don't belong to us. I thank you for the revelation now of wisdom and counsel. Open our eyes to see it. Give us, Lord God, as we speak, uh, the anointing of the Holy Spirit to speak as the oracles of God. Welcome to Rescue Radio and welcome to um, where we're at right now in these days, these days of uh, only evil continually and the promise of his coming. So we're going to be kind of talking today about a couple of things, Jerry and I. Um, Good morning. Are you awake over there? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm awake. I was just waiting for you to stop talking so I could Yeah, talk. that hardly ever happens, does it? It hardly ever happens. Yeah, we're just kind of like just rolling on a roll So, here. yeah, well, Rescue Radio and uh, the whole idea here of um, how did this all get going? I mean, yeah. we, we are in uh, the, 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 the grip, evil grip. is exponential. Yeah, yeah. The, the activity, the outworking of evil the is fullness. exponential mm-hmm. in our day. Even just looking, the manifestation of it that's happened in just the last few months here. And what, 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 what's going on? What is the root of this? Where did this all really get going? Well, I think that's the only question we can really ask at this point to get a decent answer. Because if you don't go to the right source, the original truth then you will never be able to resolve the issue or answer the question. I think Psalm 10, verse 4, this, this is a common verse in and throughout, the, especially the Psalms and the Proverbs, but um, it says, The wicked in his proud con- countenance does not seek God. God is in none of his thoughts. Now, that idea of thoughts coming from, um, where, what are we thinking about? What are, what, what is, it's our opinions, our thoughts that are leading us into making decisions and choices. Um, and Psalm 36, uh, let's look there for a second, the uh, one through four. An oracle within my heart concerning con- the transgression of the wicked. So the, the thoughts of God are not in his mind. The transgression of the wicked. There is no fear of God before his eyes. For he flatters himself in his own eyes when he finds out his iniquity and when he hates. 
The words of his mouth are wickedness and deceit. He ceases to do to be wise and to do good. So he devises wicked on, wickedness on his bed. He's he's consumed with thinking, speaking, uh, investing in himself, self exaltation, wickedness, lies, and covering, and and not wanting to know the truth. Um, Psalm fourteen also kind of goes along with the same thing, and he says in verse one. Um, through four, just a kind of a summary of of the wicked. We are in a corrupt. We're in the the final. Uh, what do you would you call throws? The, yeah, yeah, of, of wicked of that wicked uh, direction that we've been on for a long time. Fourteen one says, "The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that does good. The Lord looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand, who seek God." They have all turned aside. They have together become corrupt. There is none that does good. No, not one. Have, um, have all the workers of iniquity no knowledge who eat up my people as they eat bread and do not call upon the Lord. Do we have some clues here of mm-hmm. the origin of this here in Genesis chapter 6? And, um, yeah. you know, it, in verse 4 it says, There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, they bare children to them. The same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And then verse 5 of Genesis 6, God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. We are seeing manifestations of that like never before. Right. The, every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Verse 11 says the earth also was corrupt before God and the earth was full of, filled with violence. Filled with violence. And, and the Lord looked upon the earth and indeed it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted their way upon the earth. And at this point... We see God in his first interaction with the sons of men in dealing with discipline. But going back to the verse you just read in Genesis 6, what happened was that the, um, the, the sons of God, who we know to be the fallen angels, came in and uh, began to sleep with the human women, taking women uh, wives for themselves of whom all they would, have, would desire. So the interesting thing is that I believe what happened is a, is a spirit of jealousy and iniquity uh, and blindness and deception came upon S- Satan, Lucifer actually, as he was pondering his, his options. He was tested as all cre- of God's creatures were tested to give them the option to, 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 to reject the love of God, reject the position God had given them, reject their uh, their right and divine um, directive. And so he decided, you know, if I uh, were a human or if I could do what the humans do, which is basically have wives, then I could be, you know, um, as great as God. But even before all that, even before all that, um, and he was, you know, tested, as you will, but given the the option to serve God or not serve God, free a free will, yeah, and he was allowed to practice or option uh, take the option to practice his free will, or uh, and, and he chose not to. He chose to do what he thought would be better for him, and in the process, he um, corrupted the human race Mankind, yeah. because he wanted to be a human. Because when he saw God was making humans, he said, "Whoa, this is a better version." of me. I want to be human because humans are made not 
just made, but they're made in the image of God as the, as the created children, sons and daughters of God. Well, it's it's like if you want to hurt a parent, hurt their kids. Well, that's how it it ended up that way. But the thing is, so he came down to the earth, and he saw, after he had rebelled against God, kicked out of heaven, he saw that God had given man and uh, Adam and Eve a beautiful garden to live in. And they had a kingdom, and they had authority, and God had given them jurisdiction over the animals and everything. And God had also given them the option, the choice, do you want to serve me, love me, believe me, follow me or not? And so they were wise, and they decided to live. There was two trees in that garden, one was the tree of the knowledge uh, of, of eternal life. Uh, tree of life. Tree of life, yeah. And the other one was the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, that was the tree of choice. That was the tree where, okay, God said, do not eat forbidden fruit. Don't go there. Don't eat that fruit because if you do, you know, it will bring. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. He didn't even say what it would bring. He said, just don't do it. And so when the enemy... Uh, fall- well, he said, "If you eat, if you if you eat of the eat of it, you're going to die." Did he? Yeah. Okay. He, he did you, say if, that. Okay. You're going to eat of it. There was a warning there, but, but they but they didn't know what dying was. I guess is what I was getting. And they didn't know. They wanted to be like God, and uh, they thought, well, you know, knowing evil, uh, the the serpent convinced Eve that knowing good and evil would make them godlike. Mm-hmm. So he tempted her with curiosity and the knowledge, the, the, the temptation to know more. And that's really what occult is. It's hidden knowledge, forbidden knowledge, the desire to know more. And everything, think about it, how many things uh, motivate this generation to know more, have a faster internet, better technology, uh, be on the cutting edge of this and that. Because knowledge is power, and everybody wants power. But this was forbidden knowledge. And, and let's let's look at how this happened then. I mean, I'm going to turn for a minute to the book of Enoch. Where did all this corruption start? How did it happen? Uh, well, we know in Genesis 6 there were fallen angels. And when we go into this, we have to go deep into the root of what's going on. So let's look in the book of Enoch for a minute. Enoch is not in your Bible, but Enoch is one of the books that was um, uh, it's uh, a, referred to by the, by Bible. the writers yeah. of the Bible, by Peter and Jude, for, mm-hmm, example. for example. Yeah. And so anyway, Enoch was the seventh from Adam. And he was the one who was taught many things uh, and, and revealed many of these things to him by the Lord. Um, now, he's talking, he's referring back to what you just said in Genesis 6. And Enoch, he says, um, and, and all, uh, let's see, da, da, da. and all the others together with them took unto themselves wives, each chose for himself one. And they began to go into them and to defile, them, defile themselves with them. And they taught them, what did they teach them? Charms and enchantments and the cutting of roots, and made them acquainted with plants. They, uh, then they became pregnant. They bare great giants whose heights were tw- 3,000 L's. I don't know how big that is. That's pretty big, though. They were really big. <laughs> Who consumed all the acquisitions of men. And when men could no longer sustain them, in other words, they couldn't find them enough to eat, the giants turned against them and devoured mankind. And they began to sin against the birds and the beasts and the reptiles and the fish and to devour one another's flesh and drink the blood. Then the earth was then the earth laid accusation against the lawless ones. The actual earth began to complain to the Lord God about the rebellion that was going on here. And so it says, And Azel taught men how to make swords and knives and shields and breastplates and, to, and made known to them the metals of the earth and the art of working them and bracelets and ornaments and the use of atomy and antony, antony, what's that word? Antimony. And the beautifying of eyelids and all kinds of costly stones and all colorful tinctures, tinctures, and there arose much godlessness, and they committed fornication, and they were led astray because 
then became corrupt in all of their ways. The Samjaza taught them enchantments, root cuttings, resolving of enchantments, uh, astrology, constellations, the knowledge of the clouds, uh, signs in the sun, uh, the courses of the moon. And so men were being filled up with this knowledge. What had happened was when Adam and Eve were persuaded to take the bite of the fruit, and isn't it interesting, though we don't know for sure if it was an apple, um, they revealed the secrets at, at, at that agreement, at that pl- place where Adam and Eve were lured to take the bite, they took the, they made the agreement through the symbolic act, through eating. They were captured. They ate the bite out of the apple. Isn't it interesting, Jerry, that the apple, icon... Apple computer <laughs> symbol icon, yes. is the apple with the bite taken out of it. And, and, it's, and the enemy will be exposed by his symbols. And so the, the power of the, the computer, the generation of, of fast internet knowledge, uh, all of these things is, continues to be sourced in that original sin. I'm not saying that we can't use a computer. I'm saying there's nothing unclean of itself, but the source of this drivenness to conquer one another and have power over one another and corrupt the earth and take it over against God, take it away from God, is rooted in mankind's disobedience against God and Satan's taking advantage of that. So as, as we came under the spell, the fallen angels began to fulfill their promises that you will not die. God says you will die. The devil says you will not die. So the act of eating the forbidden fruit gave the humans access, as the devil determined it, to, to the hidden knowledge. But Satan has got to use human beings to develop that knowledge, to um, uh, you know, uh, implement it, if you will. Well, what happens is it says in Romans chapter 1, that uh, we did not, we do not want to retain God in the, our knowledge, the knowledge of God, yeah, yeah. the knowledge of God, and, and and basically, you know, so we became. Uh, listen, to what it says here. Um, he said, um, mm-hmm. you know, we knew verse. There, there was an awareness of God, mm-hmm. and, and it says uh, verse twenty one, Romans one twenty one, because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful. Yeah. But became vain in their imaginations. Remember, their imaginations were, became only evil continually, continually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their foolish heart was darkened. You know, they don't think of, but they, they don't, don't think, think of, it of themselves as foolish they or darkened. That we're being enlightened. Yes, exactly. We're being enlightened, and it that's what Satan promises. Mm-hmm. He's as an angel of light. He promises mm-hmm. enlightenment, and it says, professing themselves to be wise, they become fools. And I, I've I've heard you know just on a regular basis you hear some of the most highly educated people in the United States Anywhere. that come up with the most ridiculous views and theories. And it says in, in Enoch to confirm that, and there arose much godlessness, and they committed fornication, and they were led astray and became corrupt in all their ways, and they were taught these the to use these enchantments. Um, they were taught the, to reveal the secrets. Um, which had been preserved in heaven, uh, men were striving to learn them, and that the angels, the fallen angels, were happy to teach them. 
So they defiled themselves with the women, revealed to them all kinds of secrets. The giants were born to the women. The whole earth has thereby been full, filled with blood and unrighteousness. These are, this is a crossbreed. The, the fallen angels were having sex with human women, so their, their offspring, the Nephilim, the giants, who later became what we know as evil spirits because when the, they, um, they, they, uh, they killed them off, they, they couldn't the live. Nephilim died. Yeah. Yeah, their spirits um, couldn't go to heaven or hell, and so they just still running around on the earth. As demons, As yes. demons. Yeah. And so he says, and um, oh, let's see, and all the children of men were perishing through the secrets that the watchers had disclosed, disclosed and were teaching their sons. The whole earth has been corrupted through the works that were taught by Azel, that one of the fallen angels, to him ascribe all sin. And God told Gabriel to that they should be locked up. Destroy the children of fornication, the children of the watchers amongst the men, and cause them to go forth. Send them out one against another that they may destroy each other in battle. For the length of their days shall, for length of days they shall not have. And um, so they were then sent, the, the humans couldn't handle them. So God said that the the, um, the Nephilim, the giants, they'll would, handle each other. They'll handle each other. Um, and they will live, each one of them will live 500 years. So at the end of 500 years, they were pretty much killed by themselves, by each other. But the, the evil went on and on. Um, so that the whole earth had now yet, even though their Nephilim offspring were corrupted or killed, the, the information, the passion for forbidden knowledge was among the men, and they be, and their sons and their daughters, they began to corrupt themselves. They were led astray by the planting of this evil. And of course, even though Satan and the watchers, watchers are the fathers, that's another name for the fathers uh, of the giants, the watchers and fallen angels um, were kind of the same thing. Um, and destroy the, all the spirits of the reprobate and the children of the watchers, because they have wronged mankind. Destroy all wrong from the face of the earth, that every evil, evil work come to an end, and that the plant of righteousness and truth appear, um, the planting of righteousness and truth. So what we've seen from the beginning is this um, this beginning of, of, of a surging of knowledge and rebellion against God, using knowledge to rebel against God. Uh, like they, we believe now knowledge is power. And so people were taught, listen, what were they taught? Charms, enchantments, how to take spiritual demonic power and authority to manipulate, seduce, uh, sedate the mind, drugs, root cuttings have to do with pharmacia, have to do with pharmaceuticals, have to do with um, uh, the seduction and the sedation of the mind. So these kinds of things were opened up, this Pandora's box of pharmacia and programming and technology was opening, was opening up to create uh, a whole new world a fascination with the forbidden. And even now, think about it, the f- fascination with fairies, fairy tales, gnomes, gremlins, uh, even fairy gardens, uh, fair, w- w- all this foolishness. And, and programming um, the sights and the sounds of the systematic, actually Satan's very, very clever, the systematic and very subtle, very subtle and systematic programming of the human race that has been ongoing since the beginning of time. But even now, um, under the guidance of the of the watchers who have returned, by the way, about in 1914, 1917, the 70 generations time uh, of their intern, uh, inter, uh, incarceration was up and they were released back to the earth. And that's when World War I, when World War II and all kinds of other things began to happen. And the UFOs and the... Um, 
the computers, et cetera, et cetera. So these, um, so men began to be fascinated with visual images and sights and sounds and the access to instant power and things to command. Um, and we have the movies, we have TV, we have the, you know, if you think about the TV programming, the programming of TV, what are they doing? What is, what are you watching? What are you allowing to come in? What has been allowed to come in to saturate human minds and thoughts, actions? I mean, it, it, first you have the image, the idea, and then you act on it. You've watched these mm-hmm. stupid sitcoms and shows that make fun of men and, and raise up uh, anarchy and elevate stupidity until we... Witchcraft and promote, yeah. you know, sexual immorality of all kinds. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so basically, you know, no wonder what Paul said back then in Romans 12, 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. He said, um, you know, he talked about being transformed by the renewing of, of your, your mind, mind that right? you may prove what is that good and acceptable and, and perfect, perfect will of God. God. Right now, I mean, to transform somebody's thinking you have it, to it, it's stop a, it's, feeding it's a him garbage. Miracle. Yeah, you have to stop feeding yourself garbage. You have to deprogram, yeah. be deprogrammed, and reprogrammed mm-hmm. with the Word of God. Well, what Satan has done is he's really programmed us to be his his minions. Um, where you know our ma- the the master is Satan. He's the Satan master, and he's deceived many people into thinking that they have the power to crush and to control one another, to push their agenda. But really what they're doing is they're pushing his agenda. And it's a very cruel joke because in the end, they're the ones that are needing rescuing. Um, they're, they're, they're the ones who are, um, if they're savable, because they have been deceived into believing they have power, they have money, they have position, they have a right, they have, uh, uh, let's see, what's the word... Um, exemption from uh, the justice and the, and the word of God. Uh, but that is why they are called fools. Really, the Bible calls them fools because they are the ones who have been fooled by fear and rebellion into taking these things, these matters into their, into their own hands to control. The Bible says that wickedness prowls on every side when the vilest men are exalted. Yeah. So what, what are we now, who do we have in, mm-hmm. in large measure in, in, in our government and in, of influence in the smallest in our media. and the greatest seats. Of, so so when mm-hmm. yeah smallest and greatest seats from local judges to city council city councils to so, attorney, so when we yeah. exalt vile men mm-hmm. the wicked ro- prowl but, on every side. But the, but the only hope we have is that the people who have been sat stupefied in front of their television sets in front of the council of the world. Eating the, the the devil's food. lies, lies, yeah. Well, agreeing with the food, uh, being chemtrailed, being uh, vaccinated, being uh, polluted, corrupted on every five G. Five G. Will be covidized. Yeah. All COVID-ized. there. You go. We have. There's. There's only. Only. Only God. Only God is able to deliver us from this. And you know, in the beginning, when they had done this the first time. After they had got, it was only evil continually. Their imagination was only evil. They had corrupted themselves. They had begun to cross-pollinate with, with animals and birds and, and uh, beasts and with the, the, the devil, with fallen angels. All of these humanoid, half-breed corruptions, alien, oh, I don't Genetic know. Genetic modifications Yes, yes, kinds. yes, yes. Clones, corruption. 
that was wiped away with the flood. God says we're just going to have to just wash away every creeping thing that lived on the earth, not the things under the earth, the water, but the things in the earth, I mean, on the earth, were dead, were killed. Now, what's he going to do this time? He said he wouldn't do, um, he didn't, wasn't going to just, going to destroy us with the flood, but he does say fire is coming. And so here we are at the end of almost 6,000 years, maybe a little more, a little less, where we have gone the way of absolute foolery. We have, and you know what, people, I'm going to tell you something. Only you and Jesus, you and Jesus, only the Spirit of God in you can pull you away from those corruptions, away from the mesmerizing effect of your computer screen, of your television set, of your uh, whatever you, the music you listen to. It is only God can detach us, and you won't do anything effective for God if you don't detach from these demonic power uh, pollution, sources of pollution. If you want to have a fresh, clean lake of water, fresh water, you don't hook it up with the sludge of the city. You don't keep the city's Mm -hmm. sewer system running through it in order to keep it clean. That will not work. And so you must pray to God. Pray to God that you're, you'll be awakened, awakened before this really comes to be too late for you. And what has happened, though, when, you, when you're programmed like this, you are basically locked up by the spirits of Satan, the spirits of Antichrist. So basically, it's, it's not necessarily just a matter of, oh, I'm not going to watch you know, bad TV anymore, bad movies, or, or I'm not going to just be you know, on my computer for pleasure for eight hours a day or something like that, you know, you're, you're going to need the place of deliverance. You're going exactly. to, because you, what you, when you've opened your mind and heart and life to such demonic activity, and you might've done it ignorantly, you, you know, just, you know, just foolishly, really, because we don't, we, we're, we're kind of born into this right now. Kids, I mean, they get cell phones when they're three. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But what's going to have to happen for you is you need to renou- repent, change your mind, uh-huh. turn away from this stuff, turn to God, be filled with his word. And along with that, you need to be delivered from the powers of Satan That's because right. you're you're not just you're not just programmed by um, some natural neuro- neurological force. You've got the powers of Satan working in your mind and heart. Working in your mind and heart, and so there is deliverance for you. Paul said it. Who will in the deliver name me? Of Jesus. Who will yeah. deliver me from this body of death? This body of death is this program, demonic programming that has corrupted so, almost all so the human race. If you say, "Well, you know, I don't believe in demons. I don't need to be delivered." Okay, go ahead and try to quit. Yeah. Try how to many, quit how, on your, how many New Year's use, resolutions use have your, you set? Use your willpower and mm-hmm. see how that works for you. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. There has to be a will, but it has to be the power well, of God. I think one of the good things that's happened in all of this ceasing of normal activities, whether it's going to uh, out in the street unmasked or going um, freely here out and about. Uh, you know, we just can't eat out, can't do much of anything. Although we've been stuffed in our houses to watch more programming. The thing that's very interesting is it should be bringing us to some sort of a, a shock and um, revelation that things aren't the same. Things are different. And this is a good thing, actually. God has suddenly brought a halt to our everyday normal course of destruction. 
you know, every day we were getting more and more inundated with lies and with, you know, complacency and agreements, passive agreements we were making with the devil all the time and totally unaware of all the wickedness that was even under the surface. Like you said this morning, Jerry, earlier, it's like lava that's just boiling under the surface, this sick, sick wickedness, satanic, occultic sacrificing of children and drinking of blood and eating of humans and, and, and somehow glorifying, glamorizing and legalizing that and becoming not even ashamed that those 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 things are being done by people who are not embarrassed or not ashamed or not sorry that they have done them. So this kind of wickedness, the Bible says, you know, this isn't the first time. This is maybe the last time God's going to deal with us like this. I think it is because I think this is the coming of the of the second coming of Jesus Christ. But there have been periods of time throughout history where God had to deal with this madness. The first one basically was the deluge. The flood, and he had to start over with only one man who had good DNA and his sons because all the DNA had been corrupted. And this is the whole point of Satan going back to his jealousy in the beginning. He wanted to be a human being because the human beings were made in the image of God. They had the chance to become the sons and daughters of God. Who was Satan? He was just an angel. He was sent to be a minister, a servant to the sons of God and the daughters of God. So he didn't want to play that role of servant and obey God and take care of us. He wanted to be us. And so when he he thought, if I can just get me a wife and get me some kids, I'll move. I'll kind of, you know, uh, be grandfathered into the human race somehow. And that just didn't happen. So God had to bring everything back to square one uh, and start again with Noah because it says he was the only one left found righteous in his generations. Well, God could have said he was the only one left with good DNA, but back in those days, no one would have known what I was talking about until now. And so he had to just word it in such a way that the people would understand that Noah was the only good guy left. And for whatever reason, and God started the human race over again with Noah and his three sons. So basically, we are all related. We're all related. Whether you like one another, got different color skin, it's all the same blood. It's all, we're all related. We, we're all the same human race coming from these three boys that came from Noah. That's it. You know, you don't get to be an option, an, an ethnic group, a culture, as exclusive this or that, to have different rights and privileges than anyone else. You only have those rights and privileges because you hurt someone else to get them. But anyway, so God had a, this problem ongoing. And as he began to, uh, he, he called forth a nation for himself. They were called the the Israel, the this, this, uh, children of Israel, the children of, of um, uh, Jacob, who was Isaac's son. It was Abraham, Isaac. Abraham was the father. He had a son called Isaac. Isaac had two boys, Esau and Jacob. Jacob was the one who followed God. Esau uh, was the Edomites. He kind of chose to go the other way. And so God was preserving this nation because he had to do, keep his promise that he made to Adam and Eve in the garden, which was that he will bring forth, you know, the head crusher, the one who would release them, deliver them from the grip of Satan, who had just just live trapped them into a, de- a death uh, sentence. God says, I will bring forth the head crusher. He will be born of the woman, seed of the woman. And so Satan said, we got to kill the seed of the woman. We got to get after this DNA. We got to corrupt it. We got to confuse it. That was his first attempt, I believe, when he tried to cross pollinate with humans in the in taking human wives. But now we have the other, now Satan says, okay, well, we'll work on it from another angle. God says to his people, stay pure, don't marry in with these heathens, pagans, blah, blah, blah. Everybody else out there besides his people 
were pagans. They were under the influence of Satan, demon gods, false gods, Greek mythologies, um, uh, witchcraft, uh, you know, their little, I don't know, their fake narratives on everything. So God says, people stay pierced. Don't, don't touch. Don't, don't sleep with them. Don't get offspring. Get rid of it. Keep yourself pure because he needed that DNA to come to Bethlehem. He had to have correct and pure DNA for, for Bethlehem, for Jesus to come. So even we, and we take a peek here in Jeremiah where, um, God is, again, his children have been, uh, pulled out outside of the camp, outside of the law, the protections of God's goodness. And God, and God is having to deal with them and he's sending his prophets to warn them. He always does that before he brings the final, um, judgment. Chapter five, it's interesting. Jeremiah talking, verse one, run to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem. See now and know and seek in her open places. If you can find a man, if there is anyone who executes judgment, who seeks truth, and I will pardon her. Though they say, as the Lord lives, surely they swear falsely. The Lord, O Lord, are not your eyes on on the truth? You have you have stricken them, but they have not been grieved. You have consumed them, but they have not. They have refused to receive correction. Now, isn't they have made their faces harder than a rock? They refuse to return. So this is where we get to this place where we are today. This is where we are. Well, Isaiah, you know, resounds with. Jeremiah in this way. He said, um, uh, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 4, Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors, they have forsaken the Lord, they have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger, and are gone away backward. Mm -hmm. Why should ye be stricken any more? Ye will revolt more and more. In other words, I'm chastising you, but you continue in your rebellion. The whole head is sick. The head, right? The leadership. The brain. The brain, leadership. The, thoughts, mm. the whole heart faint. For from the sole of the foot, even unto the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. That's what our society has become. They have not been closed, Filled. neither bound up, nor mollified with ointment. Here, verse 7, your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. California. California, Portland, Minneapolis, Mm -hmm. and many other cities. Your land, strangers devoured it. Foreigners devoured in your presence. Outsiders, we could say, you know, many that have moved into this nation are devouring it. We have groups that are foreign to God and God's will, but as it is desolate as overturned by strangers. Yes. So the nations being so this overturned. Is, this is this is a pattern. So God is okay. So He's moving from the children of Israel. He's moving them, keeping them here to get to Bethlehem, to get Jesus Christ, born of a woman of good DNA, and then we have Jesus Christ Himself, who is now here for uh, thirty-three years, uh, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. And what did He run into? He ran smack dab headlong into. The, the the wickedness of religion, the evil of the political system, yes. uh, all of it. And he brought, nonetheless, with, with fearlessly, he presented the love of God, the truth of God, and put the commandment to love the Lord your God and your neighbor as yourself as the primary governing uh, commandment over humankind. He says, whosoever will, 
Whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. The rest of them were hardened. They don't want it. We have now this. This is the final culmination of that message of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is now in full clash with the enemies and the kingdom of darkness. Now, you and I are individuals on this playing field, on this battlefield. You have to make a decision. There is no fence. As a matter of fact, I think the devil owns the fence, the middle ground, the middle line. You're going to, you've got to choose. Jesus said there's no fence. He said there's, there's no fence. He said you're either for me or against me. Hot or cold. If you're not for me, you're against me. If you're Mm -hmm. against me, you're not for me. You're not for me. I mean, it's just, so you have to, which camp are you in? So you, you know, here's the problem though. We are so weakened, you know, mentally, emotionally, deceived, just depressed. Uh, we have been invaded within from within as well. This this kingdom war, we are the kingdom, our body, our, our body, soul, and spirit are the kingdom. And the kingdom war has been going on inside of you since before you were born, actually, through the generational lines. And Satan has set up his familiar spirits, his patterns of iniquity, his patterns of destruction. And, of course, the church has done very, very little to educate anyone on the depth of the spiritual battle that goes on within us. And so people are just in a, in a total slump uh, beaten down, trodden down, giving up, don't know what to do. And But for, for, for God's sake and for your eternal destiny's sake, for the sake of your children, make the choice you know that is right, even though it's hard. Even though you may lose your life, you'll keep it unto eternal life if that be the case. It's time to choose Jesus and stand for him and not be afraid because the only ones who are still, uh, really, ultimately, the enemy, the hate, the hated ones, are the ones who carry the truth of Jesus Christ. And there's been certain groups that have been targeted uh, to be eliminated. Um, believers, you know, I think a, a lot of men have been tried, Satan has tried to push men away from the door to get the women to staten and watch the door so that the burglars could get in easier. Um, they downplayed men, humiliated them, um, castigated, castrated the men, whatever color, doesn't matter. Um, Satan can, he just, he's endless in his divisiveness to send up, set up offense. And it's very sad, but so incredibly accurate. Jesus is his word so accurate. The Bible is so accurate. But in, in Matthew 24, he says, he's talking about the end days and we're, we're, we are in them. Kid yourself not. He says, um, verse 10, 24, 10. And then many will be offended, will betray one another and will hate one another. There you go. They will be offended. Who's not offended these days? We're all hey, tempted. Everybody's offended, you know, even offended, the believers offended. are are we, I, I'll take me. I am tempted to be offended at the hypocrisy, that at the injustice, at the blatant abilities of Satan to get by with bloody murder, literally bloody murder, and not be called on the carpet. I'm tempted to become offended uh, and and to take an offense against someone flesh and blood. That is really not my enemy. And, and the Satan is trying to divide a human beings against human beings so that he can re- destroy uh, us, use us to destroy us, just like, just like the giants were used to destroy the giants. And so to be offended, uh, to betray one another, tell on one another, report those who are not social distancing. What a, mm-hmm. what a ridiculous... And, and hate, hate, hate. The hatred out there is almost... Palpable. It's just almost something you can fear and hatred. Uh-huh. And if you, if you just see hatred you know, is, is is insanity. There's so much insanity uh, that people are they're be, they're outside of themselves. They're they're killing, shooting. They've seen and, these uh, video uh, games. They've seen these murderous things. Right. 
television, violence, movies. I, 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 have, I have purpose to not watch these for many, many years, these kinds of things. But I can't imagine people who have saturated themselves in violence and, and bloodshed and terror and horror. Uh, and, and, and these images are in your mind. They take over your minds. You, you have got to be renewed by the transforming, cleansing of our minds. But so the, the offense, we're in those days, people. You know, you say, oh, my God, what am I going to do about this? What's going to happen? Well, we know that there's been met much uh, prophetic word about the coming of Jesus Christ. It's not time to stick your head in the sand and deny. It is time to look and to repent, change your mind, turn around, ask God to forgive you, ask God to deliver you, ask God to heal you. Well, where you read there in Matthew 24 and verse uh, 13, it says, but Jesus said, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. And the word endure there means to hold one's ground in conflict, to bear up under adversity, to hold out under stress, to stand firm, to persevere under pressure, to wait calmly and courageously. And so this is not some kind of passive resignation to fate and mere patience, but it's, a, it's basically an active, energetic resistance to defeat that allows calm and brave endurance. In other words, we are called to... Stand and having done all to stand, yeah. In the midst of this craziness, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, this yeah. demonic insanity that's gripping our world right now, we are called to stand to declare Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We are. We have an assignment. We're called to the kingdom for such a time as this. Right. We have assignments from the Most High, and those assignments are wrapped up in making disciples of all the nations, Practically, declaring yes. the, the true gospel of Jesus Christ every way we can, mm-hmm. everywhere we can, to everyone we can, while we still So can. practically speaking, Father God, what we must do is get back into your word and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal it to us, give us wisdom, cleanse our minds, Lord God. I pray now as we um, close this show that you will, Lord, this program, that you will take the sword of your word and truth and separate the lies the, the diseases, the sicknesses, the weights, the weariness, the demonic grip of Satan upon the hearts, minds, souls, lives, bodies, relationships of our people, your people. Take the sword of truth and, and deliver us, Father God. You must deliver us first, and then you will sort out, Lord God, what needs to be done here because your judgment is coming. So, Father, I pray that you give us courage to read your word, to stay in your word, to turn off those corrupt uh, sources of pollution, whether it's something we eat, something we listen to, something we watch, something we engage in, Father, give us courage to not want it anymore. And I pray, Lord God, that you would be glorified and you will be in all of this madness because you sit on the throne of your righteousness. Lord, give us courage to make the right choices for our sake, for the sake of our children, that we will not be eternally lost, but we will be with you forever in heaven as you've promised for the days are are wicked and your soon coming is apparent. Father, we ask courage and peace and rest and joy and rejoicing in these moments. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.